0: Back to another great edition of Talking Tigs. I'm Scott Gerard. Joining me as always, Tommy Johnson and Daniel Zollinger. We got a good one for you today. Good because oh well, LSU had a good week for the most part. Uh, you know, baseball, I mean basketball kind of kind of down, but then kind of finished the week on a good note. They got that 20th win. Uh, baseball is doing good. Well, actually, they've done well so far this week and they haven't lost. Uh, they lost to La Tech, but you know we can get into all that too. They're actually playing right now as we're recording. I think they're their fourth game of the weekend. Uh, it's, it's Southern again, right? Yeah, because they mm. played Towson and Southern twice. So they're they're playing right now. Uh, some of you might might even be at that game. Uh, kudos to you. Um, and then uh, you know I, I think we have some. I, I guess uh, you know because the season's winding down for basketball, we could probably probably start to look at what this SEC tournament might starts up like because there was a lot of good games this week. I mean LSU had their own games of importance, but uh you had uh you know a lot of good games with uh what was it Arkansas and uh Kentucky you had Tennessee and Auburn. Uh both of those kind of went down to the wire. They're really good games. I I mean I was able to see a little bit of both but uh just really good stuff all the way around. Uh excited to talk about it with you guys. So let's start off with how the heck you're doing? Doing good.
1: Glad to be here with you again. Uh, so that, you know, we closing in on Mardi Gras, so that's kind of yeah. exciting. And uh, like you said, yeah, we got baseball kind of starting up and, and basketball winding down. So uh, getting interesting your LSU sports.
2: Yeah, doing well. Also, I had a big day yesterday. I went to the LSU baseball game against uh, Southern at noon and then stayed there the whole time took a little, little breather for a couple hours and then went to the basketball game in the evening uh the baseball and thankfully we won both games so that was a lot of fun I wasn't planning on going to either but a family member contacted me with tickets uh just like in the morning about baseball so I went there and while we were sitting there towards the end, uh, a lady came up and offered us tickets on the lower bowl to the basketball game. So we said, uh, sure, why not? <laughs> and I don't really know yeah. where that came from, but I guess it was just me and my girlfriend at the game. So I guess she thought that we looked like uh, some big time fans, but uh, yeah, we went and enjoyed the basketball as well. Attendance wasn't too hot uh, on the basketball, to be honest. I, th- I guess it's Saturday night, Mardi Gras weekend, people got other stuff going on, but mm-hmm. uh, I had a good time. And it was, it was good to see two back-to-back wins.
0: Hey, man. uh, Well, that's cool, though. That's how it happened. Um, Because I I knew you were going to be at both, so I was going to ask you. It's like, uh, I know they had a a promo going. I don't don't think it was just for the students, but it was uh, if you bought in like a bleacher seat for baseball in the afternoon, they would include uh, an upper deck ticket for basketball. I'm guessing they probably saw these Mardi Gras (laughs) attendants, these early numbers, so they're trying to get people in the seats. Uh, But, you know, and obviously... uh, yeah, I didn't it it didn't affect the game too much. LSU was, was winners in both, thank goodness. Uh but it was cool that you're able to go to both. I mean, that, that's that's gotta be a long day of sports. Right. Yeah. We,
2: we left a few minutes earlier on the basketball. It was already like nine 45 at that point, or maybe not quite that late, but at least after, yeah. after nine o'clock and it was like, all right, we had, we had enough and the game was pretty much in hand, but
0: yeah, um, exactly. If he was going down to the wire, you know, against Kentucky, you know, not, not obviously uh, Missouri, but you know, maybe a different story, but uh, oh, it's cool that you, uh, you know, you got to spend a day with the tigers basically. Uh, so speaking of basketball, like I said, I think they had a, down slash up week so because they they played Kentucky and you know Kentucky's pretty much been on a hot streak but they you know I think they've been out a couple starters. Um but still I, I think Kentucky was favored. Uh they ended up losing 71 to 66. Although you see that score you would think, wow we only lost by five on the road to Kentucky. That's not bad. I would agree with you. I, I would go further because I watched it and say, what What if I told you that LSU had a a 10-point halftime lead and yeah. we're in control of this game most of the way until, you know, once the second half started, basically, then it slowly started dwindling. I don't know. I I, I think maybe some of that could be because, uh, you know, LSU's leading scorer, Terry Eason, uh, he fouled out. He had another one of those weird, like, accrued a bunch of fouls early and uh mm-hmm. ended up leaving he fouled like- out with like 10 minutes left right yeah yeah so I mean he you know he averages what 16 so points a game so that that kind of hurts uh <laughs> and yeah. I, I'm not going to say that's the reason they lost because uh <clears throat> I don't know it was just it was just part of it I guess I would say I mean uh, you know uh Xavier Pinson scored 26 uh in, in lieu of that so uh, but still it was just uh it, it was missing it, we were just missing him and I, I don't mm-hmm. know uh so there was that um I don't know if you guys had any thoughts on that in, individually uh, I mean I think I think that 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 game uh one I mean it, it's
1: almost more disappointing that we were we came so close but I think also that shows you how good Kentucky is because they were you know mind you they weren't uh, they were missing two of their best players wasn't both their guards were out I think their point guard their shooting guard yep um so I mean that if if there was a time for us to beat them again it would have been then and and it felt like we were gonna we were gonna do it but uh like you said with Easton going out early and then really us just going absolutely cold in the second half on offense you know in in, in the first half we were we were pretty dominant on the boards we were um we were doing well in in transition and in half court offense but uh I mean it, it kind of went back to to what we've what we've talked about this entire season when when LSU plays at their worst uh it, they really don't have a set offensive philosophy it's just they take the ball down the court and Pinson or Gaines stands at the top of the key thinks of, thinks for a little bit looks around and then either takes it himself or passes to somebody who then takes a shot and yeah. there's really no, it doesn't seem like there's a there's a a, a real strategy behind it so um, it's unfortunate, but but like, I mean, you know, this Kentucky team it seems like you're getting better and better every day,
2: yeah. Yeah, that would have been big to get a win in Rupp Arena. You could tell it was like bumping, they were showing out. Um, uh, but you mentioned the fouls, LSU had 25 personal fouls, three players fouled out, and then Kentucky had 14 fouls. So it's hard to win a game uh, with with a statistic like that. And plus they out-rebounded us by 12. That's kind of the hallmark of Oscar Shibuid, their kind of star player who had 17 points, 16 boards. Uh, Pinson had a good game, 26. I think that was a career high. But he was just getting kind of stymied in the second half. Like he had no outlet uh, without Tar Eason on the floor. We were just kind of ineffective. And like I said, it would have been good to win, but that's not really one we were expecting to in the first place. And they showed a lot more grit. Uh, at the home game against Missouri yesterday so it was good to see that little bounce back as we go into the last week here
0: yeah and uh I I I could sum up that game and we had it then we lost it and I want to give uh Daniel kudos he I think I think I heard him throw in a stymied there I I hadn't heard that that (laughs) term in so long especially with sports you know because it's I, I think it's great in sports but uh I haven't heard it so so thank you I feel like I I went back a few years to to the last time I've heard stymied, Uh, but I mean, it's, it's perfect. It's, it's a great word. Um, I would say, you know, it's like some of the Kentucky game you could put on individual player stuff because, you know, LSU still is just I don't know. It's like they some sometimes they're sharp, sometimes they're not. And they're just they're kind of sloppy. And it's like they they give some points away, uh, even on defense. But then other times they're just they're really sharp and they can control the game and you can just see like, wow, they can hang with that. They could probably hang with anybody in the country if they were playing this particular way. It's like you could take a snapshot of these like eight or so minute sheets half where it's just lights out. Uh, but uh, I think consistency is the issue. And uh what you were saying, Tommy, about their just really on I don't know, it's just uh, you you don't even know what the, the offensive strategy is. Uh I, I don't know. I, I can tell what their defensive strategy is. Anyone that you know, you don't even have to play high-level basketball to just watch the game and know what they're doing. It's just it's very pressure, aggressive. pressure, pressure. Yeah, and it works. But then and you it's got, good. But then, you, then again, you know
1: what? Well that and if you're going to play that type of game, then the fouls that Daniel mentioned, the 25 personal fouls, you're probably going to get pretty close. You know, maybe, maybe we're getting a few more calls there. I think that the, the, the storyline of this season um, has really been for a lot of LSU fans is, man, we're just getting hosed on, on the calls. You know, the referees hate us, the sec hates us. And uh, that's all of our players are falling out. And now we can't win because they, they take our players off the court. But I think, you know, when when you do run this high pressure defense, which is effective, you know what you're going to get reaching calls because you're because Eric Gaines is trying to steal the ball from the, whoever's the ball handler every single time he's on the court, which I think is good. Like that's fine, and if you want to play that way, it's just like what you saw with uh in that uh thirty for thirty documentary about Arkansas from like the nineties. It was a uh, what is it uh, forty five minutes of hell or something?
0: Yeah,
1: you know what I'm talking about. Where they 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 basically played a full rotation, they, they never, they didn't have like really an offense. It was more of just like, we get steals and we, we, we run fast breaks. And they constantly, it was like hockey. They were constantly rotating guys in and out fresh guys. So like almost every player could play defense. Mm-hmm. If the, if that was kind of what we wanted to do, then like, fair enough, let's do it. And then, but, but it, we would, I think you would need a lot more. Um, You would need more production off of your, off of the the bench and you would need your entire offense to not really flow through one and a half players, which right now at our best, it's Tari Eason has a big game and Pinson, you know, has a, has a, has a pretty good game.
0: And that's when we win real big. Yeah. And and maybe at the off chance, Darius days, hits a few threes. He has an on night and he scores like 13, 18 points or whatever. Uh, it's funny you mentioned that because like what you were saying, it's like the offensive strategy seems to be, Uh, and I saw it more this past game actually, but it is, it's like, it just, it seems like they're improving when they bring it to the half court offense. Um, but it I I would feel okay with that. If it was everyone clear out the key and let Tari work it or let Xavier pinch him, because I feel like, you know, depending on the team, they can win a man to man matchup and maybe they can score. Uh, but here's the thing is guys, we have a seven footer and it's like, you would barely notice that on offense. So we have a 7-footer and I think after Reed maybe it's just he's he hasn't uh you know like just developed that part of his game yet but I I feel like if if they could go through him more in in the games where it would be an advantage they should but we, we just don't have that. I'm I'm buying if everyone goes through if we go through Tari and Xavier and maybe Days shooting three if if every once in a while they they throw it to Efton because no one's expecting it but I guess we're not there yet. So yeah, well, I think I mean, also I think it's, I think
1: it's that there's, that, that it's hard to mesh the two, the the two often the offensive and defensive styles together. You know what I mean? Like, I think that it's hard when, when you're, when, when you're asking the player who you're going to play through, like think about last year with cam Thomas. I mean, the the offense was almost hundred percent cam Thomas. If it wasn't cam Thomas, we weren't, if he didn't have a good game, we were, we were going to be yeah. in trouble. And imagine if imagine if you're playing with him. And I don't remember us being as 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 hardcore on the defensive side as we are this year. Imagine if we'd been asking him, you know, okay, we're, we need you to we need you to put up thirty points, but we also need you to try and go get a bunch of steals. He would have fouled out too. And if, and like you said, if you get a couple of bad calls, or if you get good calls because you're playing tough defense and they 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 call you for it, then your 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 entire offense, your offensive cog, you know, that that, that everything is going through is off the court and you're kind of you're kind of stuck.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, one more thing about kind of the lack of options on offense. Something I noticed is it Imani Wilkinson, he's not a huge offensive threat. But what he does every single possession on offense is he runs to the corner and just stands there, because <laughs> like, his yeah. only shot is a corner three. And once you notice this, you'll see it happen on every single possession. <laughs> He'll run out the court and just stand in the corner while the offense moves around him. The only time he moves is when he runs along the baseline to go to the other corner, and then he stands in that one. <laughs> so That's it's, hilarious. I, it's I, like, I need to watch for that. Yeah, so check that out on the Arkansas or Alabama game. I guarantee it'll happen. And he's on the (laughs) court for like 30 minutes a game because Will Wade loves the things he does. I think like defensively and uh, just kind of facilitating that way. But uh, if he could get engaged a little bit more, I think that would help LSU out a lot. Um, And then also uh, Sharif O'Neal, he had a pretty decent game. Yeah, he did. uh, The guy was there to see it. Yeah, but before the game started, we were sitting there and then we're like, is that Shaq on the court? Because you couldn't, <laughs> where we were sitting, you couldn't really see him that well. You could see his dome. And then they, they had like six security guards around him. So we're like, that's, that's got to be Shaq. And, no, and then people started coming up to him, asking for the autographs and the pictures and stuff. And then they finally put him on the video board and everybody went crazy. Yeah. Uh, but uh, thankfully, Sharif played well for for daddy. And I, I saw another stat that. Uh, LSU is six and O oh in games when Sharif O'Neill has at least 10 minutes on the court, which is pretty surprising. Hmm. And I don't know if that kind of correlates with just the fact that maybe he plays a little bit more in games that were already winning, but hmm. if he's an X factor, I think he should be getting more minutes kind of in exchange for F and Reed, And uh, cause he can do a lot of things, uh, with shot blocking uh, defensively and he's got a little pick and pop shot as well. So
1: he's, he's, he's shown out to it. be a little bit better than expected on offense. Mm-hmm. He hit some really—I forget, Dana. What game was it when we were watching? It's probably like a week and a half ago, maybe two weeks ago, where he came in and he had some pretty like. It, it was like one of the times we actually got in the game and had some good minutes. And I mean, he had a, a, a nice little mid-range shot. He he uh, dribbled. He like did a little uh, a little dribble move and went past a guy and dunked. I mean, yeah, I think he's he's definitely improved.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, I, I remember this uh, against Missouri. Uh, he didn't go coast to coast quite. Uh, But he, I think it was like half court and then he took it in, did like a spin move and then just kind of, kind of laid it in and the crowd Mm -hmm. got into it. And of course, they probably had a camera trained on Shaq the whole game just for this so they they could do a cutaway. But after that move, and it was, it was good. Uh, They cut to Shaq and he just had a look on his face like man, I've done that stuff before. That wasn't that good. <laughs> so he's like sitting there hating on his son for making a good play. It was funny. Uh, but um, yeah, it was, it's, it's interesting though. Cause I remember Will Wade saying something about uh, Sharif and he was saying, yeah, I'd, I'd love to get him more playing time. It's just, you know, we, we already have a you know a good roster a, a ahead of him, so to speak. So, uh, but hopefully if he's getting more uh, yeah. Cause you know, we, we may need him if <laughs> like just to, for a spark, just to mix something up. Cause you know, if our offense starts to get stagnant, we're going to need to mix something up. So that's why I feel like, you know, from here on out, you know, it's the end of the season, basically. You got two more games against, you know, good opponents. Uh, they both beat us already. Uh, at this point, it's on two things. You can say whatever you want, but it's on players hitting shots. And I, I think the rest of it's on Will Wade. So like you, you can't really change your strategy at this point or add a strategy it's like you're at the end of the season you are who you are so we'll wait it's up to will Wade to like figure out how to win each game with what he has right because mm-hmm. defense is great offense is you know whatever that's going to be so i i'll put it on lsu players making key shots which uh, i don't know uh, it's give or take right uh, and then i think we'll wait on like specific strategy for each game from here on out because, you know, it's, it's the end of the season. I, I can't believe it just went by that quickly. Right. Um, it felt like we, we lost a horrible bowl game and then basketball was here. But boom, we're already two games away from the end of the season. That's quick. Um, but if, if for, for whatever reason, it's like I, I think there was a big reaction after the Kentucky loss. About people just being upset with, oh, uh, we suck in this. And I think it was the same day we lost to La Tech too, right? Yeah, As it was well. back to back. It was like back, you know at the same time we were flipping back. Yeah, that, that was sad. Losses. Yeah. Um. Well, guess what? There's always women's basketball, which is <laughs> on a tear. Uh They, they, you know, they they've done really well. They had some really good wins this week, and you know they're they're like number two in the SEC right now. So. There's that. You can always flip over and watch Kim Mulkey and the Fighting Lady Tigers if, uh, if watching Willway gives you that bothered. But um, as far as basketball goes, two games left: Arkansas and then Alabama. I don't know. What do you guys say? Do you think we get at least one of the two, or are we just like, well, we got that 20th win. Let's just coast into the SEC tournament and see what happens.
2: I think uh, I think Arkansas is going to beat us because we're going there, and they've been playing really well as of late. The Um, best, I would say. Yeah, they just beat uh, Kentucky last week. And uh, I think we can pick up the home win against Alabama to close it out. So I think you'd be pretty happy with a one-on-one result there. Although nobody really in college basketball this season is is undefeatable. I think yesterday was the first time in history the top like six teams in the AP poll all lost in the same day.
0: Gonzaga Um, lost to what, St. Mary's?
2: Yeah, St. Mary's is decent, but like that was unexpected. And then just literally everybody was falling. Uh, so that's going to shake up all the, the bracket seedings and, and whatnot. But I think LSU goes one and one and we'll be okay there. Uh, right now they're eight and eight in SEC play and they're in a four-way tie as far as like the seedings for the SEC tournament stand. So um, we're not going to be able to get the top four to get a bye, but maybe we can at least play somebody bad and not fall too far and have to play Auburn or Arkansas the first round.
0: Right. Well, I guess we'll we'll see what happens. Uh, I'd I'd be shocked shocked if if LSU was able to to beat Arkansas but I don't know it's like when when they because I I think when Arkansas beat LSU that first time uh, what was it at home uh, that's pretty much what got Arkansas started on their Mm -hmm. whatever game win streak and just got them on this tear that they've been on so glad we could provide that for them but (laughs) I I, I feel like LSU you know they they could have won that game if you know things had been somewhat differently just because I I don't know. It was just LSU not executing really. You know, it wasn't like that first Auburn game where we were down 18, nothing or whatever. uh, And it was just, we were never in the game really. I I don't feel that way at all. That was the only game this year. I think LSU could say they, they just didn't have it. Uh, Every other game I feel like LSU probably could have won if blank, you Mm -hmm. know? Um, So I I don't know. I I feel like beating Arkansas is going to be a huge task, but it's not impossible. It's like, even you know, when we were losing, no, well we we were winning on the road at Kentucky, who's been who's much better than when we first faced them, uh, and we beat them at home. They were much better now. Uh, I know they're out there, guys, but they you know they they still have something, man. They're not number six for nothing. Or they're going be better now. Uh, so it's like we still had that. We had that game, and we lost it. So I feel like LSU, like Daniel's saying, I don't think there's one standout team alone this season where you like uh, that's that's the untouchable team this year i I think everything after at a certain level they're all kind of even it's just like who shows up that certain game i feel like lsu's there they just you know it's like they've got to hit on all cylinders uh Mm -hmm. i think we're starting to see it some more right like what we saw in the beginning of the season it's like it's it's like it's slowly like you can see it there there's still some kinks obviously but having a healthy pinson back is
1: is clearly like it's a clear difference you can see that is really yep. helpful i'll be honest though i i i tend to think we're going to lose both of them. <laughs> yeah I, yeah i mean i, I don't think like you said i don't think i think we're all in agreement i don't think we're beating arkansas and there's something about that nate Oates uh alabama coach team we have trouble with them we have trouble with them and they you know they, they had our number last year they gave us trouble this year i don't know i just feel like i feel like uh
0: I don't know i feel like we i think we're gonna lose yeah it's possible um i it, it doesn't matter at this point though because I, I don't nah. know how much uh well i mean it's like one game it's two games but everyone like w- record wise in the sec where we're at uh, you know these are teams that we we could beat i'd say probably six or seven out of ten times you know it's like uh, but the fact is that we, we can't beat them the times when we need to that's why we're still like this middle of the pack team uh, when we probably should be uh, at a, a four or three seed in the SEC tournament, but you know we are what we are. So uh, I, I don't know. I, I think just getting to the SEC tournament, if we win one of the next two or maybe one or two in the ACC tournament, I, I think we'd probably still hold out as like a what? Maybe like a six, maybe a six seeds, you know, in the uh, in the in the tournament brackets.
2: Yeah. And then you'd be playing a real cellar dweller the first round because the top four had the buy. So you can pick up at least one win there and have to face somebody tough. So, uh, as long as LSU doesn't like bomb three games in a row, we're pretty set for the NCAA tournament and just got to focus on playing our best basketball at the end of the year.
1: Yeah. And like you said, I mean, we've always said it, everybody knows if you get hot in the tournament, anything can happen. So I think I don't, I, I, that doesn't mean I think we're going to go win the national championship, but, um, I, I, this team is this team's definitely good. You saw it with the first half they played against Kentucky. They're they're good enough to play with almost anybody. Um, yeah,
0: for a half. There's for a half. For a half, yeah. <laughs> a half. <laughs> so yeah, it just depends if uh, which half it is. Uh, I guess we'll see. Um. So moving on to baseball, uh, they're they're moving right along. I mean, we had that that midweek loss at La Tech. I don't know. It just um, it was it was close at times but lock tech just seemed to have the the edge that night um i don't know uh cooper riley didn't have the greatest outing uh lsu bats were kind of you know here and there but mm-hmm. i don't know it just seemed to be a game but i don't know just looking around at the other at the rest of the sec games uh the, like the, the teams that are ranked better than us they're losing to teams that are you know like uh you know not as good as uh as La tech because LaTeX, you know what 15. There were 15 when we played them. So I don't know. I I wouldn't be too worried about that loss. It was midweek game. So it was, you know, I hate to say it, but you know, midweek pitching, Uh, Mm -hmm. but you know, then we picked it back up uh, this weekend. Uh, You know, we had three wins so far. I think we're hopefully working on our fourth, but uh, I don't know. Good thing so far. I, I think we could probably all agree that we know who our, our uh, our game one started for a weekend series. It's gonna be it's gonna be Blake Money. He's yeah. had two straight outings of seven seven innings, uh shutouts, and uh I don't know if his I don't think he had as many strikeouts this time, but still, just a great outing, and it seems to be working well with him and uh, Alex Milazzo So, uh, what can you say? I mean, that's we got that settled, right? That's hopefully at least one win out of a weekend series.
1: Yeah. And I mean, I think that that you don't want to take moral victories or whatever, but that that tech team is not a bad team at all. Uh, It is. It is kind of, you know, it's kind of the thing, especially when you're an LSU fan, you kind of think to yourself, oh, we're getting beat by the stepbrother from, you know, from the other part of the state. But uh, Louisiana Tech has a really good baseball program. They've had one. They've had a a quality program for years now. Uh, Mm -hmm. And also, and you could just tell from if if you only watched one inning of that game, that was tech's world series. Yeah. The amount of pee- I think that they had like a confirmed sellout. of. I think it was like it, the, the stadium seats, like two or 3000. And then they expected to have like another thousand. And it on was freezing cold,
2: freezing cold and raining. And the people, yeah. out. <laughs> it was
1: like 32 degrees freezing rain. Yeah. I mean, it was miserable. Um, it did. That didn't help us. You could tell, you could tell our guys were not happy to be playing in that kind of, kind of weather. Um, of course you don't want to blame it on the weather, but Nope. I think that I don't. I. It does kind of suck that we lost, and I feel like there is a part of me where it's like, ugh, wish we just take care of business?" But I think you're right, Scott. Like, we're we're obviously back on track with the way that we played against Towson and, and uh, Southern, and now we're, and the way we're playing against Southern right now. I think we're, I just checked. We're up nine nothing right now. Wow. Um. So, I don't. I I don't think that this. The, the real worry with those midweek games is that we can't get over the hump that we had last year and the last couple of years with Maneri, where you lose to kind of the, the lesser opponents who you just schedule for a Tuesday night game, a Wednesday night game. Yeah. Um, but I, I I almost think that, like, you know, ho- hopefully that this will be the exception to the rule with Jay Johnson.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, I I, I would agree. Uh, I mean, like, like you said, a lot of they're pretty Pretty good team, I and mean, they ranked uh, you know, the, the middle of the teens, probably maybe higher after this weekend, because I'm pretty sure they had a they were playing two lane. I, I imagine they they came out on the positive side of that series. But um we got definitely got back on track because you had a 6-0 win against Towson on Friday night. Uh, and then we beat Southern, what was it, nine to two, I think. Actually came from behind on that one. Uh, but um I've and then uh beat uh, Towson again uh, I guess we're doing a double header today beat him 11 to 1 but to go back to the La Tech game even though we didn't win it's like they LSU kept trying to come back in it you know it's like they kept fighting oh yeah um, and uh it just I think that's what you got to look for in a situation like that as opposed to where you know they just they fold their cards early and they're just not interested you know no I
1: agree and I also think a bright spot from that Tech game I really like the way that Coleman looked when he came in in relief oh yeah um, he was somebody who was a little bit shaky last year, uh, you know, coming out of the bullpen, but, um, you, you know, you're right. Uh, Riley Cooper had a, he had a tough outing, didn't mm-hmm. have his best stuff. I think also you got to say like, um, that that weather has to affect a pitcher and you've got freezing rain coming at you and you're just trying to grip the ball. Uh, yeah. now, you know what, that, that tech pitcher, Seemed yeah. to have like the game of his life. <laughs> it didn't bother him, did it? it didn't bother him. Uh, but yeah, Cooper didn't have a great outing. But I think I thought that our relief pitching, you know, was was pretty good, especially from Coleman. I liked what I saw from him. Um, I think another thing that gave LSU some trouble, uh, you know, Tech's field was all turf. Oh, really? And uh, yeah, again, you know, you don't want to say make all these excuses, but I, I do think it was a an a, a, an impact, maybe an advantage for Tech. There was a there was one play. Do remember when that third baseman uh, for Tech slides like ten feet and makes oh, a yeah. uh, and, and then throws out? Uh, I think it was like it was either it, it was uh, gosh who was it? But anyways, one of our one of our guys hits like a hard ground ball between shortstop and third base. Pretty much anywhere else, that's a that's a hit. Uh, but because their because their their dirt was also turf, they don't have dirt dirt.
0: He just yeah, slid.
1: And he was able to like, you know, it was like a slip and slide. He just slides yeah. and, and plays it perfectly. I think that I think that, you know, trying to judge uh judge balls off of all turf instead of dirt, um I think that could have affected us a little bit. Yeah,
2: yeah. and I think one important thing is they, they took their lick against Louisiana Tech, and that was gonna happen against somebody sooner or later. I mean, it was the second week, but uh it was important that they moved on and took care of business against the other lesser opponents, and they didn't let that kind of derail the the whole system. Uh, I'm excited to see what they'll do this upcoming weekend. They, they're playing three game series against the big 12 teams, Oklahoma, Texas, and Baylor, especially that number Saturday in the nation. Yeah. Number one team Texas on Saturday at 7 PM. So if you can only tune in to, to one game, I would definitely check that out. I'm kind of interested to see whether they might save money for the Saturday game. Uh, Cause they had been throwing Hilliard on Saturday, but Oklahoma and Baylor are not – they're okay, but they're nothing special. So I wonder if they'll try and put Money, who I think has looked the strongest out of all the pitchers so far, yeah. um, against them. And, and Ty Floyd is throwing well also, and uh, Michael Hilliard has done okay.
0: Uh, yeah. But
2: we'll see if the, the big boys and the big bats come out to play like they have um, against these Big 12 teams.
0: Yeah, I'd say what Hilliard in his, both of his appearances, I think he's gone like four innings. One, he only had like four hits, but, uh, you know, he gave up some runs Uh this time. Uh, you know, I think it was the same thing. Four innings, gave up a couple, a couple runs, but, uh, you know, going back to the La Tech game, LSU had five errors in that game. So they, that's, they, they, you know, they give La Tech credit for hitting in the good situations where they did, but LSU also gave up some runs. They had what 500 runs or something like that. So uh they kind of beat themselves too. So, won't harp on it too much I don't think Jay Johnson's aware I think the guys are aware too but mm-hmm. uh yeah it'll be interesting going into this season uh or this this uh this this weekend series yeah I if you know going against the best team I'd say you save your best pitcher uh I don't know though if we have like if if Blake's our game 1 guy our game 2 guy at this point seems to be Mikel Hilliard. yeah um do we not have a third like we I thought we had they've been throwing Ty Floyd on Sundays and he's played
2: pretty well also going like six or yeah. seven in his outing. So he'd probably be the the game three starter in this case.
0: But like going forward too, you think?
2: Oh yeah. Um, and I think we, we still got other like Will Helmers and uh, Javen Coleman who like through Wednesday and Garrett Edwards, like they all have kind of starting potential. Um, but I, I would expect Jay Johnson to, to mess around with that. Uh, going in the next couple of weeks before we start SEC play, but got to get that real solid three-man rotation down. And then you kind of have Wednesday yeah. to play with to, to see who yeah. else can step up on that one day.
0: Absolutely. Uh, and it's in just some more, uh, some more, silver lining stuff here. Uh, Milazzo is still doing good guys. I mean, he, <laughs> uh, he's, he's not, he's not, he's not a bash brother quite yet, but I mean, he's, he's good in situations. And uh, I'd heard a story. They, inter- they, uh, I saw some interviewing asked interviewing him after uh, th- uh, one of the games this week. And apparently one of the first calls that Jay Johnson made uh, after he was hired, he called Alex Milazzo and was basically like, yeah, we're going to get you hitting. All right, all right, cool. And they basically <laughs> just they worked with him on just, you know, what? don't feel like you have to do this, do that. It's just being relaxed so that you can just find that swing and just do it. You know, just hit a line drive for for when we need it. Take a walk. Uh, I think he was down. Oh, two at one point uh, uh, in the last game or the uh, the first game and, uh Jay Johnson was talking about this. He said he was down. Oh, two. And then he ended up taking a walk. It's like that's 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 great. That's what they want him to do. It's like he doesn't have to hit. If he can take a walk, that's great. Because he's at the back of the lineup. So it's like if all we need, like you know, you've played baseball, right? You, you just need yeah. sometimes that one extra hit at the back of the lineup just to turn the the whole thing up around and bring you back up to your good hitters again. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I don't know. I think so far he's doing that. I mean, it looks looks so on the scoreboard anyway. I mean, Tigers, except for you know one one or two games. Well, Lock Tech they scored what six? Uh, I think everything else though, it's been uh, it's been more than that. So uh, I think we're averaging. Gosh, I don't know. Like probably like eight or nine runs a game right now, right? It feels
1: like that, Daniel. Do you remember when we were we were watching that Tech game? I, I looked at you. I said, the the old, the the good thing about this game is that I feel like with last year's LSU team we would have lost that game. We we would have, it would, that game would have ended three to nothing. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like we would have not been able to put it, but, but we were able to go back to back. The, I think it was Barry or Barry or Doty had a big home run that put us back in the game. We were, you know, we were competitive Joe bear? throughout
0: the entire time. Oh, it was a Joe bear. Yeah.
1: Yeah. He, so, he was like, five to
0: nothing. And then he hit that two runner bomb. Yeah. So it got it back to five, two. Exactly um so i i think that you know
1: the the one thing that, that everybody was worried about or or that you know people said oh well let, let's just hope that um jay johnson can do what he says he's going to do and bring back offense he surely has
0: yeah
2: because yeah, like the the minimum number of runs we've scored so far is six and obviously it's not against the titans of the sec but last year you had plenty of games littered zero runs one run and then so we're trying to win like three to one or something and that's not how this team is going to play so if they can keep mashing the ball i think everybody except like one player is above 300 right now then uh, we should be good to go
0: um and they have what's what's the midweek game does anyone have that in front of
2: them? uh uno new orleans always it
0: right on uh all right. that could be interesting uh hopefully like you said hopefully they they continue to just BLSU in these midweek games instead of just some some floundering uh uh community college team like we were the last couple of years. Uh but um I don't know anything else baseball wise, guys, because um there wasn't really any football news other than you know Brian Kelly finally uh presenting himself in a staff or press conference. But I don't know anything uh baseball wise before we dip into that pool?
2: Uh that's all I got.
0: Yeah, all right, fair yeah. enough um yeah i guess we'll we'll see how they do it should be a a good tournament this weekend um i would say uh, i think a lot of people have been clamoring basically for brian kelly to do a press conference i i i don't care let him work in his lab work on stuff i don't know that i need to hear from the guy because what's what's he gonna say right i mean he, he give you some updates on what he's seen so far i mean he's obviously um he's very limited on what he's been able to do, but, you know, cause Brad Davis was coach once he was hired, but uh, I mean, at least he's assembled his staff. He presented them to everybody. Um, I was able to listen to some of the, uh, the comments from these guys. I mean, you know, they pretty much saying what everyone would want to hear, uh, you know, and maybe then some, I don't know. They, they got some specific, but they, you can tell that these guys are all about Louisiana and just bringing Louisiana people and kids home, keeping them home, and i don't know it's going to be some some fresh blood uh some fresh coaching blood in this system it's you know the players are the same uh, i think we're doing really uh, i don't know we had to replace a lot of guys but i think the ones that they got they're they're going to be high character and high value players for us um i did think it was interesting though i don't know if you saw this with the uh the walk on situation it's like they they imposed something where you had to have i don't know they they, they like had to cut some walk-on players unless you had what was it a three-five or above or something like that? Did you see that? No, I actually didn't see that. Well, well so but the, yeah, I, they, I mean it
1: makes sense. I know that I know that Brian Kelly has said we're you know we're gonna we're making academics a, a
0: pillar of this program. Yeah, yeah. So basically, if you're a walk-on, if you want to be a walk-on, uh they you have to have a three-five or above, otherwise. Uh, come come try again next year basically <laughs> otherwise hit the books <laughs> yeah that's that's crazy but uh you know I get yeah it's it's a certain standard uh, I mean they they hit the transfer portal hard and they got a lot of guys you know and but it, obviously it's like they, they got a lot of good guys based on what we've seen but I didn't realize that they were gonna be so stringent on like what what, what all they were looking at. Other than you know football abilities, um, I mean, they-
2: I guess it. Like I say it kind of makes sense. So you don't have situations like John Emery coming back to haunt you. They did say was eligible and going to play this year. We'll see if that actually happens. But um, we yeah, had know. we had all sorts of problems. What did, you,
1: what did problems. you say about his eligibility? I thought
2: that was funny. <laughs> oh, because Scott had sent us a tweet when they announced It, it was like john Emery is eligible and like we'll be playing and, and i replies that he'll, he'll be eligible to stand on the sideline in a hoodie <laughs> that's what it seems like a lot of these lsu players like to do um, yeah and like in the, in the in the bowl game they were saying we have like seven or eight players academically ineligible and that's why we ha- we're down to our third string so was i mean like
1: jay like one of our one of our dbs who was like supposed to play like jay ward or somebody was like yeah uh, academically ineligible
2: yeah i was like the week of, of the bowl game and then they're just out. So I don't know how that happens. Maybe Brian Kelly will get them into the study session and the smart lab. Well, the way it, here's, here's how
1: it happens. Um, is if you get through the, if you get through your, the first nine weeks or whatever with a, you know, like, or if you get through midterms with a passing grade, you can do whatever you want and be eligible for the entire rest of the season, excluding the, the bowl game. The only time they, that after, after that midterm or they, the only time they check, grades after that midterm is they check final grades right before the bowl so yeah. I, I would imagine and I, I you know you gotta i mean i think you should probably you, know, you should probably take care of your grades whenever but <laughs> <Yeah>. um <laughs> but from from their perspective too like especially if you're if you're a guy who if you were an orgeron guy and right around midterms they fire him which they did you know, he from from some of these guys, you're like, well, I'm I'm going to transfer. I'm not even going to be here. Who cares if I'm eligible or not? At that point, we don't even even know if we were going to go to a bowl game. So, um, you know, uh, not to really give him an excuse, but it does. I, I it kind of makes sense a little bit to me.
0: Sure. No, I, I get it. I mean, it's new standards, right? New new regime here. Uh, I'm I'm all for it. So, did you guys see anything about the 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 press conference? Brian Kelly speaking. Any of the other coaches? Uh, what's, I don't know, do you have any, uh, any impressions, anything stand out? Or is it kind of just, you know, your run of the mill introductory press conference?
1: I mean, I thought, I thought it was good. I'm glad that, uh, they took some time to, to, you know, have everybody address them, address the media and kind of give a little brief uh, summary of what they're up to. Yeah. Um, but I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't take anything you know, great from it just because I feel like it's, it's, it's going to be what they want you to, what they, they it's all planned, you know, what they're going to say and um a lot of the stuff we already kind of knew um you know we knew that we knew we know that mason smith is going to be a great player for us and we or uh, you know and we know that uh we know that we're excited about walker howard <laughs> so uh you know i think i think that it's going to be that that it was fine i'm glad that they did it i'm glad that uh we got to see Cortez Hankton speak because the, the big, the big question leading up to them, you know, I think on Monday there was questions about the, the press conference was on Wednesday on Monday, he was almost the offensive coordinator at for the Rams. Right. So, Oh, I'm glad that, you know, he, he stayed and he was able to talk about recruiting new Orleans and recruiting and, and, you know, coaching that wide receiver position. Uh, so I, I thought, I think it's fine. It's nothing, nothing groundbreaking that.
2: No. Yeah, I didn't get to see much of it. I, I did uh, hear one thing that Brian Kelly started the meeting like five minutes late, and it was he, because he said that he couldn't find a parking spot. Oh, yeah. They still, had, they still hadn't gotten his right credentials, so he's having to drive around looking for a spot, and that's pretty typical for LSU. But even the <laughs> highest paid person in the state can't, can't get a spot on campus.
1: Yeah, that is – the
0: man, that's perfect LSU. Yeah, no one is above traffic issues. <laughs> I, I love that. I'm um, sloppy with the ticket. Yeah. Yeah. He also made a, he had a, a funny quip, a, a good one-liner. He's like, uh, guys, I just want you to know right now that uh, all the good plays are mine. <laughs> I was, I thought that was funny. Uh, but you know, it's good. It's like, cause people are complaining. He's not, he hasn't had a press conference yet. He's been hired he Hasn't you know, we don't know who his coaches are. So now we do, we got that out of the way. And then spring practice starts uh basically like right at less than a month right like it's uh what was it March 24th I think that's when we start mm-hmm. spring practice and then we go for a couple weeks and then boom we're already at the spring game which I don't know there's it, got to be a, a good feeling around that for for probably the first time in a long time except for maybe after the 20 <laughs> the 2019 season when we we thought we, we really had something but um yeah I don't know I I, I really can't say that I you know expected any any fireworks at this press conference, and I don't know i I still think we'll we'll see we'll 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 maybe get a taste of what we might see in the fall at the spring game right and so yeah we'll see what happens and then maybe we'll add a transfer between now and then but i I don't wow. think there's anything pending right now right so
1: no i think I think everything will will be a lot more in focus, like you said, right around the end of spring. That's when that's when people who are uh not maybe maybe people who aren't happy with their place in our program right now will choose to leave and people who are not happy with wherever they are right now will choose to leave. So you never yeah. know who's gonna who's gonna beat somebody out in a competition and, and the loser wants to find a new home and LSU might be that home.
0: Yeah. I think the you know the spring game might be a good way to to shake to shake that tree and see, you know, what stays, what's, what's moving on. This should be interesting, but I don't know guys, I think we kind of, kind of hit all cylinders here just now. So do you have any other, any other final thoughts?
2: Uh, that's a wrap big week this week, uh, last SEC games for basketball and then uh first world test for baseball. So excited to watch all that and, and talk about that with y'all next week.
1: Yeah, I think it's, it's uh time is, Times marching on in LSU sports, and you know, man, I was thinking about it on, uh, earlier uh, on Friday. I was like, man, we're we're actually like not that far away from spring football when you think about it. Like, no, what two months? Know. It's yeah. kind of crazy. Like, I'm already, I'm already, I'm already itching for it a little bit. I'm already kind of thinking about, oh man, that next season, what's what's it going to be? So I'm ready. I'm ready for that spring game. I'm ready for, for him to strap on the pads.
0: Yeah, I, I kind of wish they. You know, they, they kind of still did the big, you remember when you back in the day, I say back in the day, it was really like, what, seven years ago or something. Were you 2014? Yeah. Well, when, whenever they stopped doing it, you know, they would release those big cat drill, big cat drill yeah. in in the spring you're like, oh yeah, football's on its way back. Uh, I don't, I don't know what that's going to be from here on out, but I, I do, I, I gotta be honest. I do miss some, some big cat drill videos. Yeah. <laughs> uh I, I, don't, I don't know if i'm alone on that but oh no definitely um, i mean no.
1: some of the best ones also were were like
0: db versus wide receiver
1: ones or yeah. i remember jeremy hill had some really good ones
0: yeah because yeah, it yeah. wasn't always just linemen. right no 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 they had special teams guys in there too at one point yeah um uh well i, I don't know I, I did have one story i wanted to share uh it's i think it's somewhat sports related uh so remember back in 96 atlanta had the olympics And my mom actually ended up working for the Olympic committee. And uh, I mean, this is unrelated what I'm about to tell you. It was just interesting. uh, Good timing, I guess. She was part of this group called uh, Friendship Force, where it was basically uh, this network of people that would um, try and help, you know, uh, at this point, you know, as far as the Olympics, so it was uh, journalists and and dignitaries from other countries that, you know, maybe they're... uh, uh, there were smaller countries, uh, newer countries that didn't really have, you know, quite the capital, and we would just you would just host them in your home instead of them having to pay for a hotel for days or weeks, you know, however many, however long their uh, their their country is is represented in the Olympics. And we had a a woman from Macedonia, uh, but we had two guys stay with us from the Ukraine. Now I was Ooh. young, I was you know like right out of high school. I thought these were just journalists or something, but my mom was talking to me yesterday because they're from the Ukraine and, you know, everything going on with Ukraine right now. So she was, mm-hmm. it just triggered her memory. It's like, Oh, I didn't know that. I thought those guys were Russian. She's like, no, they're from the Ukraine. And, and I thought they were journalists part of this program. She said, no, yeah. one was the minister of utilities. The other was the handball coach, like oh, the, wow. <laughs> the men's handball coach. Like, Oh, I didn't know that. That's kind of cool. We had the, the coach to the handball team and I swear to you, these guys, I don't know if there's just jet lagged are on their time or whatever, but they were up every morning pretty much at 6 a.m. Non, oh. yeah, it just it was like old faithful. And again, I don't know if it was their culture or what, but they would they would kind of like sip vodka with their with their breakfast that morning and their coffee. Oh, wow. <laughs> I know these guys are a hard core. <laughs> so yeah, shout out to those guys. Hopefully them and their family are they're they're doing well right now but that was just an interesting story and I I didn't even think about it until my mom brought this up because of uh like I said this this Ukraine, Ukraine thing just kind of triggered it. But um yeah it was funny they only knew two words ya yeah, and Judy <laughs> which was my mom's name. Like, they'd calls <laughs> it a Mart <laughs> station. They'd call me like a Mart station 1 a.m yeah yeah Judy Judy all right yeah I'll send my mom goodbye and that was it. Wow but yeah, but anyway, the world comes together thanks to sports. I guess that's the moral. But anyway, uh unless you guys had some uh some final thoughts, uh, I think that'll pretty much do it for us. Yeah, here on Talking Tigs, and uh we'll we'll talk to everyone next week. We're gonna have some more baseball and basketball news. Football, probably not for a few weeks from now, uh you know, unless there's a a signing or a transfer or something, but uh, we'll have it for you next week if they do. and um, Anything else that comes across our path. So until then, stay safe, stay tuned, and we will talk to you next time on Talking Tips.